Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. And my name is Peter. Hello Peter. Hello Ben. Welcome back to the Northeast. Thank you. I'm in a new office yet again, a new home office. I'm at I'm I'm calling you from the home office. <laughs> 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 Oh, oh just call me the minister for comedy. Oh, oh. well, yeah, yes, I, yes, yes, do do that. I will, um, I will, I bloody will. It's all good. So, uh, I'll potentially have all the new te- all the problems, the teething problems of a new office, all over again. Yes, um, uh, and then theoretically, we'll be moving house in like a couple of weeks' time. We only came up here so we could start looking at places. Brilliant. Uh, so that'll that'll happen again, and then eventually, I'm sure we'll be moving back to the actual office. So uh, yeah, it's just one computer move after another for me. Brilliant. Can't wait. Yeah. How are you? Yeah. No, I'm I'm good. Just getting tired of this uh, the t- the the ambient temperature of my my home where I am mm. trapped forever. Well, it's funny you say that, Ben, because today's sponsor what uh, provides. Exactly the service you require. No. Uh, for those of you uh, who don't know, this uh, podcast is always sponsored every week by a definitely real, definitely genuine, definitely real company. Totally real. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a hot, sweltering couple of days here in the UK. It's been humid. It's been sunny. It's been a bit stormy. Um, you know what you really need is uh, someone to to come around your house mm-hmm. and for a very, very low rate, um, just sort of stand in the way of the sun, just sort of block out the sun, okay. and you can sit sort of beneath them in the cool shade. Uh, so so call us now, um, Shadow of the Cool Offers. Oh. Um, oh. Which... Is is a very it's a very clever it's a very clever name they've come up with there because uh, not only is it a cool offer in the sense that it's like a really great low low budget discount discount price yeah. really cool offer uh, but it's also a cool offer is a person who 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 does cooling off you see right like a cooler offer 
a cooler offer. Yeah. I see. So uh, you can you can sit in the shadow of a cooler offer uh, by calling shadow of the cool offers. Fantastic. And then you have Whatever a cool like. office. You will have a cool. Yeah, shadow of the cool office. It's it works on so many levels. It, do, it absolutely does. I'm very excited and keen. Uh, do you reckon there's a way that I could suspend them, perhaps, uh, from the roof so they would be outside and blocking the sun from hitting my building at all? The entire building. Yeah, because yeah. it's not so much being hit by direct sunlight as much as it is warming up the building and uh, making it very unpleasant to be in. Yeah, I mean, you know, the 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 cool off eye as they're called mm-hmm, plural mm-hmm. uh they're pretty big hefty blokes giant stone statues walking oh, along okay. um so they could probably i think they could blot out the sun for an entire building fair um, okay as i as i say works on works on a lot of levels um but i'll tell you the, the 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 fourth level it also works on right uh which is the it's not real no oh come on i really uh, have my hopes set on that one yeah, yeah. Nice I was cool office. Yeah, I was really hoping for it because my fans, they what they do is they circulate hot air. Mm, yeah, that's they, nice, isn't it? They aren't great, but even then, when you stand up out of them to go to the toilet or go and get a drink or something, you just suddenly start perspiring, as if yeah. your body's saying, "Hey, I liked that bla- I like being blasted with hot air." Yeah, you don't get any benefit. You sit in the in the hot air blast, feeling horrible, thinking mm-hmm. this isn't doing anything. And the moment you move out of it, you're like, oh god, it was that that was good. I didn't know when I had it good. Rubbish sitting there. Yeah, absolutely rubbish. Well, anyway, a load of baloney apparently. But you know what's not a load of baloney, Peter? What our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump who support us for as little as one dollar per month, but. That little dollar goes a big way. That's the phrase, isn't it? Certainly does. It goes long, yeah. longer, harder, faster, stronger. And uh, yeah, if you by also... the gorillas. Sorry, by the gorillas. By that the... song. It's a good song. <laughs> yeah, it, it certainly is. Uh, if you support us over at uh, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump and uh, support us at the one dollar or more tier, you can ask questions for this very podcast. We have other tiers available, of course, and we uh, we we implore you to check them out. But uh, yeah, one dollar is all it takes. Ask a question on this podcast. Yeah. Such a, a person who d- who did this, who did that, Peter, the one dollar that is. Yeah, it, mm. it's it. Is the person who did that is the person? Is, the pers- yeah, it, one dollar. Yeah, is 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 Benoffi. Oh, Benoffi asked a question. Uh, it's a two-parter. Part one was uh, where are we walking today, Ben? And why do we always miss that out every single time? I, I have no idea. Maybe we're walking on the actual sun. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Okay. Um, and uh, Benoffi's second part of their question uh, is is. Uh, with the announcement of the Netflix adaptation of Beyond Good and Evil, who would Peter like to see cast for Jade and Uncle Paige? And hypothetically, if they made a Final Fantasy VII Netflix show, who would Ben like to see cast as Cloud and Sephiroth? Uh, yeah, this is this is some uh, strange. This is some weird news. I don't have, oh, do you know what? I don't think I've unpacked any paper oh, yet. What you mean your weird news device? <laughs> I don't have my weird news. Oh, I don't know. I might have to use my mouse mat or something yeah, when the time comes. Yeah, we'll make but... it work. We'll make it work. Yeah. Uh, but this is some weird news that uh, happened a, a week or so ago. I didn't expect this. Apparently, Netflix are doing an adaptation 
Um, I guess Ubisoft are trying to like just add a bit more uh, hype to their universe because at the moment, although they uh, had a, a good couple of CG reveal trailers at E3 a while ago now, mm-hmm. you know, apart from that, people who've not played the original have no interest in Beyond Good and Evil at all and probably never heard of it. So yeah. I think that's probably the plan here is to throw a show out on Netflix. Um, good little little write-up here from Polygon. Uh, a film adaptation of Beyond Good and Evil, the cult classic 2003 adventure from Ubisoft, is in the works at Netflix from Detective Pikachu director Rob Letterman, uh, a Ubisoft representative confirmed to Polygon. We're excited to work with Netflix on the Beyond Good and Evil feature film, and we look forward to sharing more in the future, said Ubisoft in a statement. The movie will be a hybrid live-action-slash-animated feature, according to The Hollywood Reporter, similar to Detective Pikachu. Nice. A couple of things here. Yes. Firstly, the fact it's actually being produced by Netflix means it will happen. Yeah, Because they just... that. Things being made by Netflix do actually happen rather than, hey, we've got 20,000 directors who've signed on to the project. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, this, I mean, I, I can I can understand the reasoning, obviously, as you've just said, in terms mm. of trying to build some hype. But this seems like a strange choice. Yeah. It seems like a strange choice for a film. And I, that's not that's not anything against beyond good and evil whatsoever i don't mean anything by that no yeah yeah you're right i just think as a cult game it's a very strange choice to be adapted into a into an like a an animated style live action film yeah that's the thing so although i do see the logic from ubisoft standpoint they were probably sitting around thinking man how do we get people interested in our game or our ip oh why don't we make a, a movie see if netflix are interested you know i still don't understand why netflix were interested you know like what how how did how did anyone actually get this sold and pitched and sold you know netflix, you're right it's i mean netflix might have reached a point now where people come to them with money and just say hey will you make something yeah for our ip yeah. and put it on your service please maybe so yeah maybe um, because it's not even like that anyone went to Netflix with a great idea and Netflix like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Because apparently they're hiring writers for it. Like this is like it's it's only just started development. It's in like very pre-production stages. So it's not like someone went to Netflix and said, read our epic screenplay. And someone read it and was like, oh, we've got to make this. You know, mm-hmm. it, 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 it someone's just gone there and said, Beyond Good and Evil game. And Netflix have gone, yeah, all right, sure, whatever. Um so we'll see where it goes. We don't even know for sure whether it's actually... It seems to be that it is going to... Well, I don't know, actually. I don't know if it's going to be an adaptation of the first game hmm. or if it's going to be some other thing set in the universe that maybe adds lore to either the, the sequel or the, the original. Um, but under the assumption it is an adaptation of the original game, Fantasy casting, man, I don't know. I'm always really bad at this. I think we had a question about fantasy casting a, f- a few episodes ago, and I've, I'm so bad at doing it. But um, I, uh, I've i got a couple of ideas, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to play Uncle Page, who is the, the big pig man uncle uh, in the first game, I think either actually just David Gassman, who is the original voiceover artist and has come back and reprised the role in the in the trailers for BG2, um because he he's got got a great uh, voice for it, and it's going to be a, a CG character presumably. So you don't have to you don't have to look the part necessarily. Yeah. Um, or I think John Goodman would be a great Uncle Page. Okay. 
Yeah. Just uh you know, he, he can uh he's got he's got a bit of um attitude. You know, he's played some characters in the past who are either uh, They've got a temper or they're witty or, you know, he's got like spark to him. But he can also play some really nice, uh, uh, you know, parental characters or like paternal characters. You know, he's got he's got heart and soul, I think, Mm -hmm. John Goodman at times. So that's what I think for Uncle Page. For um, for Jade, though, I don't know. It's so difficult because something about Jade is that uh, her her ethnicity is very ambiguous. Um, She looks like she could be, she could be Caucasian. She could possibly be like East Asian. She could maybe even have like uh, kind of Afro-Caribbean heritage. And it's not been like confirmed or denied by the writers at any point. Um, And I think they, in fact, I think the only thing they've said on the matter is that like, she's from a different planet she has ambiguous ethnicity. This is kind of the point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I I was thinking for ages and then out of nowhere, I kind of thought I'd really like to see uh, Natalie Emmanuel play her, who was the lady who played Missande from uh, Game oh, of Thrones. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, Daenerys is like maiden woman. She's been in loads uh, of stuff, hasn't she? Is she in Deadpool 2 and Fast and Furious as well, I think? Oh, I don't I think know. That's also her. What's her name again? Uh, Natalie Emmanuel. Natalie. Um, I've not seen either of those films, so uh, I don't know what else she's been in. But I, I really liked her in Game of Thrones. Um, I think at times she would like come out with again a bit like what I was saying about John Goodman. Like she, she can play these like quite subdued characters, quite like seemingly just sweet people. But then occasionally she would come out with, uh, you know, some a bit more. Uh, bit more attitude i guess yeah um so uh yeah i think you know um i mean jade has very straight hair and i think like natalie emmanuel's hair is fantastic um i think she she looks great so she's i think that she's like totally if they cast her they should just completely leave her hair as it is rather than like straighten it out but uh other than that you know i think she could do a you know she she suits the role really really well like she suits the original character so nice. yeah that's what i would say yeah, she was in she was in Fast and Furious, but now I'm getting her confused for uh, Zazie Beats. Oh, okay. She's in Deadpool, uh, Deadpool Two. I think it's the hair, right? Similar big yeah. hair, um, which you're right mm-hmm. is awesome. Um, and yeah, yeah, I think that that's a good choice. I could see that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, what about you? If you if you, my first question actually is: Have you ever fantasy casted Final Fantasy VII before? No, just. No, no, because it's not going to happen. It's not because right. they'd never, they would never do it. Uh, they've done, you know, they have their animated films that they do. Um, yeah, I would be amazed if there was some kind of live action show or, or, or film uh, mm-hmm. because it would it would make everyone furious because then it just becomes that there's the the timeless internet debate of should they be Japanese, should they be Western? Yeah. what's the mm. what is what is the I don't know. It's just. It would be a nightmare, basically, from start yeah. to finish to produce. I was thinking about this earlier. I, If I was to cast somebody as Cloud Strife, I would probably say Tom Holland because he has the, okay. he has the, the frame, the physique, I think. He's sort of yeah. that kind of build to be Cloud. 
and you know i'm sure he can play someone who's who's not earnest and nice <laughs> i'm sure he can do yeah. that i imagine he has range um in terms of sephiroth that's difficult because that requires also a fairly youthful looking but taller <laughs> slender person I thought you were going to say a wing. We need to find an actor who's got yeah, one well, wing. One wing is is necessary. I don't know any of those, uh, hmm. but yeah, it needs needs to be a slender person and not not as in Slender Man from the no. from video game that everyone loves. So I was just thinking then, and <laughs> I may get crucified for this, and there's probably loads of other options, but because I because they need to be sort of youthful. And I don't know many young actors because I don't watch a lot of, you know, TV, you know, yeah. with, with, I don't know. It's, I can't find the right wording in my brain. It's too early and it's too warm, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, I yeah. can't, I can't really think of someone who specifically fits that bill. So I'm going to say Jim Parsons, Shel okay. Sheldon from the yeah. Big Bang Theory, right? <laughs> okay. Because I have a feeling that in his, sort of soft, lispy voice. Uh, he still looks very young. He's tall. He's gangly. I feel like if he had the hair, the makeup, the clothing, and was given the Sephiroth script, he could be quite unnerving. You know, he could be... I can kind of see that, yeah. He could be quite upsetting uh, in that role, and I think that's sort of exactly what you need. But then again, you know, that there's... There's probably millions of very talented young actors who I've never heard of who fit that bill perfectly. So who who knows? But those would be mm. my two suggestions right now at 10.30 in the morning on this, a Thursday. Yes, yeah. No, that, that sounds like, at first, it's, it sounds a bit mad. It's like Jim Parsons, but I think you're right. Like with hair and makeup, I think he could play, yeah, he could do like a very unnerving sort of almost... I don't know. A little bit, a little bit alien. A little bit. Yeah, he already um... looks like a horror <laughs> villain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. So uh, it's not yeah, too much of a stretch. Yeah, definitely. Well, there we go. Good. There's some fantasy casting. Should we move on, Peter? Let's and let's never do fantasy casting again because I'm so <laughs> bad at it. I'm going to keep bringing them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's time for a new section, cutting edge. Mm -hmm. uh, we call it. What are we playing? Uh... It's time for what we play in, Peter. What mm -hmm. you play in? <laughs> I've not had that much time this week to play anything because I've been doing a lot of packing, uh, been doing the move itself, been doing unpacking. Um, so actually, this week all all I've been playing um, is my my live stream game, mm -hmm. um, which is uh, Crash Bandicoot One again, um, the PS One build, sort of. Sort of managed to pull back the potential 100% run. Um, I finished I finished the game to non 100% in the previous stream, so we got to the the Neo Cortex boss fight and uh, and and killed him. Mm. No, we didn't. He survived. Spoilers. Oh. Um, but uh, now I've I've backtracked, gone back to the uh, the previous levels to get all the gems and stuff. Um, slightly cheating a little bit uh, because. Um, I know you're not uh, you're not a big uh, a big Crash boy, mm. a big original Crash boy, but um, you may know that in the Crash games, you uh, you get gems by hitting every box in a level and getting to the end. Um, and if you if you destroy every box on a level, you'll get a gem for it. That's the reward. 
but that's how it works in Crash 2 and 3. In Crash 1, you have to destroy every box, but you also have to do the entire thing in a single life. And oh. that's a very difficult game anyway. You know, you've got like the high road and slippery climb and stuff like that. Um, so I've been half cheating in that um, I was making save states, but only at checkpoints. So Ooh. essentially all I had done was removed the requirement for me to do it in a single life. So that's that's the, the bit of cheating that I was doing. I've been playing it in Crash 2 and 3 mode, essentially, um, which I think is how it worked in the Insane Trilogy. I think almost all the gems you didn't have to do in a single life in Insane Trilogy. Um, there's only one or two that were a bit harder. But um, So that's what I've been doing. been cheating my way through Crash 1. Nice. Very excited, though. Now, to be reunited with my television and therefore be able to play my PS4, mm -hmm. um, to start playing Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, yes, of course. Um, it was a, I, I got it as a birthday present my like months and months ago. Literally, in the middle of... half, half of the amount of months we, we've progressed through this year ago. Yes, exactly. Um, and uh, it's just been sitting there. It's still in its cellophane because I've just not had any reason to unwrap it yet. Um, but yeah, really looking forward to playing that at long last. Mm. So hopefully this time next week, I'll be able to say, what have I been playing? Well, a bit of Crash Bandicoot, but also... Oh my God, what a world. Yeah, so uh, we'll see. That's very um, exciting. All being well. You just need to it give is, me a yeah. shout and I'll lob The Last of Us across the river towards you. Oh my god, yeah. Do you have a physical copy? Yeah, yeah, remember. absolutely. You... Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, well, now now you've got me very oh, excited. You need to flip a coin and decide which one first. Oh, maybe I should play that first, because I've managed to, apart from the spoilers that we got dealt ahead of time, yeah. I've not actually seen any spoilers since the game came out, which is a miracle, to be honest. Well, um, I will, uh, I'll run it over later today, when I go for my run. I'll just put it on oh, your doorstep and run away and say, it's downstairs, quick, before the <laughs> seagulls get it, they've been waiting to play very it. kind of you. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, maybe you should do that. That'd be very kind. Thank you. Poor Horizon is um, still stuck in that cellophane. At least yeah. <laughs> take it out of the cellophane. <laughs> I should do, shouldn't I? Make it yeah. watch. Yeah. And not only has it, you know, been sitting in, you know, not only has it been like several months since I got it, but, you know, let's not forget that the game itself came out like, what, two years ago? Yeah, 2017, 2016, or no, 2017, three, I think. Three years I ago, yeah. Was, yeah. So it's been waiting a really long time, if you consider that. Whereas yes. at least, the, at least the Last of Us only came out in you know this year. But anyway, it's true. Um, what have you been playing, Ben? No, I've been all over this week, Peter. Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah. I went on. Um, I escaped Newcastle for the weekend, which was hugely exciting. Did. And I went and stayed in, in in complete isolation in the Welsh countryside. Uh, which mm. is obviously oh you played Rascal as well by the way which is why we oh, were you're right we did a, a weird uh, slightly weirder approach to our stream for Uplink this past weekend where we streamed a worst game ever I was doing it from a from someone else's living room uh, in the you're middle of nowhere right, but yeah. uh, yes that that was my sort of I've talked about it on here before my sort of gaming holiday I do it a couple of times a year with friends so it was intended to be shortly after my birthday but obviously the world ground to a halt and nobody could go anywhere um so yeah. now that things have relaxed a little uh finally went and did that but did it elsewhere did it in Wales at my at my aunt's lovely home uh, which has nice views and is very spacious and comfortable and it is I've um, been there 
it's it's a love it's a lovely place comma it's mm. a lovely place and we dragged two TVs with us three PS4s got there and now every room has has a small television in it and it was like oh brilliant what a waste of time and car oh, space God. that was to bring all the TVs but uh, I posted a photo on Twitter we got it all set up in the living room uh, one of the one of the party had not played Borderlands three yet so we started new characters in Borderlands three and played through. Uh, probably, I'd say three quarters of the game in in across those few days when we were in Wales. Ooh. So played a lot of Borderlands Three. What a wonderful game! Uh, still thoroughly enjoy it. It's still it's still I think one of the best co op games ever. Like it's just so good. Um, mm. Still got a lot of strange, weird, glitchy bug issues that are yes. that are just completely unexplainable and why they still exist and uh but it was it was good fun played that also played maybe two games of fall guys i don't know if you've uh if you're familiar with that it's all over social media fall guys yeah Yeah. they're really really going ham as it were it is on playstation plus this uh this month and it's basically takeshi's castle Mm-hmm. But you play as a little yeah. jelly person, and it's online against, I think, 50 other players. So you all start at the beginning of this assault course, and it's all kind of funny physics and trying to avoid getting smacked off the off the map and stuff. And you just you have to finish in the top percent to qualify for the next round, and so on and so on until you until you win. But it's really really silly and really good fun. It's a bit gang gang beasts, exactly. Isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. It's, it's got big gang beasts uh, energy. So that that mm. was good fun. I've played Cuphead. I am on the last boss. I am nearly <laughs> I have nearly finished it now. I am tired. It makes me very tired. But uh, King Dice will be very familiar to people who finished the game or played Cuphead. Uh, he's the penultimate boss, and he's a he's a right pain in my estimation. I think in a lot of people's estimation, one of the tougher fights because it's so long. He's a right pain in your estimation. <laughs> very good yeah Min- minister for comedy yeah, yeah. Uh, let's i want to see your tax returns oh god how many no. homes have you got huh? huh my expense forms yeah exactly mm-hmm. um and basically you have to fight several mini bosses and then you get to fight him but you have to do it all in one go mm-hmm. and uh he's a right pain and i beat him because of a glitch and it wasn't something i did intentionally and i had i had mapped it all out like i'd I'd made a note of which mini bosses i wanted to fight because you have to jump up in the air and slap a dice because it's all it's all uh, gambling iconography in this game right yeah that's how cuphead and mugman got into this situation in the first place is by gambling and um so you have to slap the dice and you land on different um, bosses, basically, as you make your way across a, a roulette wheel sort of thing. I don't know the terminology. I'm not a gamble boy. But uh, I, I I mapped out which mini-bosses I knew I could fight without taking any damage. And they're not too hard, the mini-bosses, but it's just the duration that's the issue. So I mapped it all out. I got to King Dice. I had five health because I'd picked up some health along the way because it does throw you a bone a little bit. Right. And I was like, this is the time. I'm going to do it. I know I can do it. And he 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 slams his hand down and he, he does a weird little walking gesture with his hand and a parade of cards follow him uh, out of there and you have to jump over them and you can parry in Cuphead. 
uh, sort of purpley pink items. And you essentially slap them and it makes you do a big bounce. And every so often in this stream of cards, there's one that you can parry. So you have to parry and then use that momentum to jump to the next one. And it's it's really tough. Right. But he did one set of those. And then I used the gun that's that sort of automatically locks on but is weaker, that weapon. And I stood there and he moved his hand down again to do it again. And he started doing the, the, the motion as if the cards were about to come out, but no cards came. Oh. And so I, I just stood there paralyzed, hoping to God that this this glitch was favorable and the game hadn't broken. And I just stood there and I kept firing and I and I beat him. <laughs> he oh died. God. And I got the I, I I lost no health technically, so I got like a really good score as well. And wow. I don't know how I feel about it because part of me thinks you should really do that again. And yeah, then part of really me thinks completed it. Part of me thinks, but this game makes you so unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> Please just just take the win and move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm in two minds about what I'll do next. But either way, I'm on the last boss fight now. So hopefully next episode it'll be done. And Fantastic. I will have I will have finished it. Uh beyond that, played a couple of games of Warzone. There's been a big new update on there. So that the, there's now a train that goes around the whole map, which is super fun. So everyone's trying to fight to get onto the train and ride it around this huge battle royale map which is fun nice um the stadium as well is now open so you can go inside the big stadium that's in the center of the map and fight through there so there's you know they're they're changing things up and they're making it you know it's still free and that's kind of great i do like i do like warzone um as i've said before i don't dislike battle royales but i don't like fortnite and i don't like apex and it's not because i think they're bad i'm just i just i'm not very good at them and i Mm. feel like the learning curve is too steep for new players and I don't want to dedicate the time to it. Whereas in Warzone I always feel like I have fun every game even when yeah. you know I haven't I've won a few times but I still feel like I have fun even when I don't win. It's still it's still a good laugh because you can just get straight back into a game and land somewhere else and stuff. And I know it's the same with all battle royales but I don't know. Maybe it's just Call of Duty. I just I just find it more fun. Yeah. And beyond that Ghost of Tsushima still playing that. I've got to be sort of close to the end now because I've got most of my skill upgrades, but I haven't had much of a chance to play it this past week because I've been away and playing other things. So uh, still chipping away, still very good, but that's what I've been playing. Oh, wow. Wow, sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Um, we should move on to another question, though, now. Yes. Who's, who's brought question two to us today, Ben? This is Damien House-Turner, who, oh. of course, is uh, of the House-Turner dynasty. Yeah, Damien of House Turner. Yes, um, sort of. It's they. It's the original naming for uh, flipping a house. So, right. so Damien and his family they uh, they buy up property and then they sell it on. Yeah, That's it's an occupational it, surname. Yeah. Exactly, Damien House Turner. Hmm. He says, Hi Ben and TP, first off I want to say what fantastic work you guys are doing and thank you for all the great content before and during the world burning. Very welcome, Damien. <laughs> What is the greatest act of kindness you have encountered online? Mine was my headset broke and a fellow gamer I had only played a few hours with bought me a new one that cost nearly £70. A true genuine nice person on Xbox of all places, he says. (laughs) Uh, Wow, that is very generous. That is, yeah, definitely. Um, I was trying to remember or trying to think for ages what I was going to say to this question because I couldn't think of necessarily any big significant gestures i could think of lots of nice little things that people have done before but i was trying to think of of anything like that and i remember this isn't something that happened to me but uh i 
uh, I used to, in my very, very early days of doing YouTube videos, uh, there were a couple of people that I would occasionally just uh, make make gameplay videos with back when I was getting like 100 views on my channel or whatever. So it was like a very tiny group of, there were probably only like a dozen or so um, of the names that always came up in the comments. And it was like there was a tiny little community, a micro mm. community. Um, and uh, the guy who I used to, one of the guys I used to play games with on YouTube, uh, he, we were talking in, uh, we were playing Minecraft actually. And right. in the video, we were talking about how he'd always really wanted to play um, Portal and Portal 2, but he'd never got round to it. Um, and he was like, oh yeah, you know, I'll, ha I'll have to I'll have to get him on Steam at some point. Um, but, you know, I, I don't, I think he was a student at the time and he was like, I can't, I can't spare the cash. So uh, that's mm. something that I'm looking forward to when I, when I graduate and get a job or something. Um, and uh, it turned out as I spoke to him after the video had gone out, someone had uh, messaged him on steam and just said, Hey, I'll, I'll buy you like, I'll, I'll buy, I don't know if it was the, is the orange box even a thing on steam or not? But in any case, he ended up with a copy of portal one and portal two, nice. uh, just bought by, by, someone who was watching our videos and it, it wasn't you know i can kind of imagine someone doing that to me and you now because people are ridiculously generous they are. um and if you have a big enough following a big enough community uh there's going to be someone out there statistically who is both very generous and maybe has the expendable income uh as well uh, that allows them to to make such a gesture but it was so strange to experience that as just you know some guy who made a bit of you know a few a few gameplay videos on uh, on YouTube and and there were like a handful of people and you know in that tiny sample size uh, there happened to be someone who was that way inclined it it did blow my mind at the time it was lovely yeah yeah that is lovely yeah. sort of like an early days of of almost Twitch kind of thing. yeah yeah I guess it is like that yeah because we've had that I know someone. Uh, you know, we we get like donations for stuff, and people kind of they they they're not just donating to the channel. They sometimes say like, "Oh, get this with this money," or you know, they're like, "Get yourself a Domino's," or "Get yourself some some new headphones," or whatever. Yeah, which is it's that that kind of uh, idea. Yeah, it's true. It's you should see our um, monthly company uh, sort of expenditures. It's like wages, twenty pounds, Domino's. Three and a half grand. Yeah, because we can't not get Domino's with all the Domino's money that people send us. Absolutely. In fact, most of most of our money is it just is earmarked for Domino's. That's what that's what it goes. Where it's, it goes. Uh, Domino's three and a half grand and toilet paper seven grand. Yes, but most of that is importing it from countries where they still have toilet roll. Yeah, yeah. that's it. No, toilet roll's fine now, right? It's been fine for a while. Yes, it's all good. Definitely. I saw a toilet roll meme yesterday, and I thought, <laughs> oh yeah. Pff, God. Get get with the times, old man. That was like three months ago. Come on. Yeah, what so out year. of date. Goodness me. Uh, um, what I, nice acts of kindness have you seen on the internet on gaming? I have had a, a similar situation where I was talking on, um, on, on a podcast at the time. I was playing Batman Arkham Knight and I needed one more trophy for the Platinum. And that mm -hmm. was some stupid free flow combat trophies. And they're always the worst ones in the Batman Arkham games. And this one involved 
in a particular stage, or it may not have been in a particular stage, but this was the easiest place to do it. Basically keeping up a free flow combo, so without getting hit and without waiting too long uh, before hitting someone else mm. to break the combo. In that, you had to do every single one of Batman's moves. Every single one. Every single attack variant, including environmental takedowns by throwing stuff. Uh, was, it was ridiculous. It was so hard. And there, I think there were like 24 moves or something you had to do in one combo. And it's just like, no, why would you make me do this? I've already got every bloody Riddler trophy. Yeah. Why, are you, why are you now punishing me with this... This test of skill. I've given you my time. Is that on? Is that not enough? Um, so I was complaining about that, and uh, one of the listeners reached out and said, "Oh, I'll do that. I'll do that for you. I've got that." And so, using SharePlay in the early days of SharePlay on on PS4, and SharePlay, if you're not familiar, uh, is where you can pass the controller to someone to one other person who then who connects directly to your console. Basically, it's like a one it's like a one way stream. So you're streaming your gameplay to one person, but then they can you can give them control and they can play. Uh, so it's very clever, and it's a really cool system, and I hope it comes back for PS5. Uh, but did that. It was the early days of SharePlay anyway. I think I was still living at my uh, parents at that point, and I was in living in a garage, and my, my internet was not good out mm. there at all. I was so far away from the router. So the connection was probably awful. And... This guy connected, and you know there is latency inherently when you when you connect over that sort of thing. Anyway, there's always going to be latency, so I can only imagine how challenging it was. But basically, I just then I just sat down and, and just went on my phone for a bit and looked yeah. up, and uh, I had a message, and she said it's done, and I was like, what? I didn't even hear it, and I checked, and I had the platinum trophy, and this guy had offered to uh, yeah just help me out. I think his name was Tyler. He was in Canada. And I went online and I bought him some some Canadian PlayStation Network credit and sent him the code just as a thank you. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was that was awesome. So I now have that platinum, and I didn't entirely earn it myself, but I feel like I did. I put the time in. Thanks, Tyler. Thank you, Tyler. Hmm. There we go. If, if there's anyone listening called Tyler, it might be you. You're welcome. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that sound clip, Peter. Yes. Getting someone to to help you out with a trophy, that's a bit odd, isn't it? Just just a minute. It is a bit odd, a bit but odd, it's just we're just receiving Yeah. Okay. I don't think this ready? is gonna it's give not us gonna a, be give us a sound test. It's not Hey that's that's good. That scratching noise was good. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that then. Okay. I won't thud it against the desk that my microphone is sitting on. <laughs> that's probably not a good idea. It's time for weird news Weird news. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. It's weird news time. Peter, what strange video game news have you brought along today? Uh, click, click, slide. Click, click. Slide, slide mouse along desk that now doesn't have mouse match. <laughs> uh, this is from Polygon. Um, Patricia Hernandez has written an excellent write-up. Um, the latest installment in uh, 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 one of our Weird News regulars. Mm-hmm. Do you want to have a guess as to wh- what game it might be? Is it Red Dead Redemption? It certainly is. Yay! So yeah, this is Polygon, Patricia Hernandez. Red Dead Online is so broken right now, uh, you can't even shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be a slightly different one because I saw one on Kotaku that says, players think that the latest update has made their horses more stupid. Oh, yeah. I mean, so the headline is you can't even shoot, but the subtitle is no animals, no NPCs, and many other glitches. Oh, my God. So this, God. Is, this okay. is a collection of all the issues plaguing the uh, the, the the game at the moment. Um the first sentence in the article uses the word ameliorate, which oh. I'm hoping I'm saying right. Yeah, that sounds correct. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll just go with that and hope that the comments don't <laughs> spontaneously combust. A recent Red Dead Online patch meant to ameliorate some issues with the naturalist update has instead completely destabilized the game, according to players who are attempting to load into the Wild, uh, wild West right now. The issues are vast, some plaguing the game uh, in the past, and some completely new. Many people are reporting a complete lack of characters and animals populating their servers, making Red Dead Online something of a ghost town, uh, which has been a problem in the past, it says in parentheses. Horses seem to be the only friendly faces that players can count on right now, but often the steeds are completely glitchy as well. Fans perusing the new update are sharing clips of invisible horses, horses that phase in and out of reality, horses that are on fire, horses that run in place, and more. It's better than that. Uh, it's better than that time Red Dead fans kept encountering huge piles of dead horses, but not by much. Um, and then there's loads of embedded tweets with different people's uh, clips. One of them, I'm not going to click it because we're on Skype at the same time as we record this, but it looks to me like it's a horse just without any legs. It's just wow. a horse like hovering off the ground without legs. Um, so there's there's loads of those. You scroll down a bit. Um, some players say they can't even shoot right now, depending on what you're aiming at, which makes it impossible to complete quests or specific roles. Then there's loads more footage of people not being able to shoot or atting Rockstar Games saying, why can't I shoot in your rubbish game? Then, though, it goes on. And this is really weird. I don't know why this wasn't the headline. Okay. 
Perhaps the funniest, if not weirdest, issue fans are encountering right now is the sudden inexplicable appearance, inexplicable appearance of a bald man. There are no NPCs except for this bald man in some lobbies. <laughs> sometimes he seems like a real person, and sometimes he's like a translucent ghost. Nobody can explain it. And then again, loads of screenshots and videos of a really creepy-looking bald guy. Oh, I can't wait for the creepy pasta to come out about the bald man. Yeah, because sometimes he's see-through. He can. He looks like a ghost. He is actually translucent, um, and he's got sort of a strange facial expression. Uh, others are reporting a number of crashes and errors right now. A Rockstar representative tells Polygon that the developer is aware of the recent problems and has erected a support page that says they are working on a fix. For now, most players seem to be steering clear of the update since you can't really do anything without NPCs, animals, horses, or the ability to shoot in this cowboy game. Uh, update. This story has been updated to add comment from Rockstar. Here we go. Wow. It's all going well over there right yeah, now. Yeah, it's all going great. It's a problem. It's, it's such a shame, isn't it, that every time we check in with Red Dead Online, it's because something strange has happened or something. Yeah. You've got to assume that people exist quite peacefully carrying soup across the map uh, in yeah. between these moments where, I mean, presumably they can still carry soup, correct? Well, I guess so. It didn't mention that there's a problem with the soup carrying mechanic. Well, there we go. Not there sure. There we go. Yeah. That should be um, fine then. The interesting thing is, I think... Uh, Maybe two or three podcasts ago, we said, poor old Red Dead Online, they're never going to get anything other than more glitches. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not going to be given any DLC. Then the Naturalist expansion came out. Yes. I, I saw the trailer for that on YouTube. I was like, oh, good for them. They've got new content. Uh, but lo and behold, <laughs> it's now just broken the game entirely. So you can't even play the old content either. Um, so poor oh, old Red Deaders. Uh, <sighs> Have you got some weird news there, Ben? I have. I certainly have. It's from Kotaku and uh, the editor-in-chief of Weird News, Luke Plunkett. Luke Plunkett, of course. Sniper Elite's board game has a Hitler shot in the balls miniature. <laughs> okay. Right. I'm of course it does. I'm sending it to you now on Slack. There he is. You know me. I love any game that allows you to... Oh, goodness me. There he is. Look. You see Testy him? kill mini. Yep. That's I the... like it. That's it. Like every other video game ever made that has sold more than four copies, Sniper Elite is being turned into a board game <laughs> and sold on Kickstarter. Just Jesus, Luke. Just absolutely <laughs> dripping there from Luke. And if you pay a little extra for the deluxe upgrade kit, you get a plastic miniature of Adolf Hitler getting a bullet in the old meat and two veg. <laughs> which, in case you missed it, is a key feature of the Sniper series. The game itself sounds cool in the way that only board games can manage, where simply listing the premise and setting is enough to get people excited. I don't think Luke really likes board games. No, I get apparently the impression. not. One player gets to be the sniper while up to three others control the German forces. The sniper gets to sneak around the map unseen while the Germans are trying to find him, protect targets, and or in the worst case in a sorry, in a worst case scenario, prevent the sniper's escape. This being Kickstarter, the more you spend, the more stuff you get, and so while the basic box looks fine, the Hitler figure above is joined by all kinds of fancy special miniatures, upgraded tokens, and expansions if you're willing to go above the minimum spend. So, yeah, one of them is uh, just a plastic miniature of Adolf Hitler clutching his gentle nuggets and looking upset about it. Well, the big question is, so did you say, is this tied to a specific Sniper Elite game or is it just the Sniper Elite I think it's just, um, I mean, the, the, the embedded video is Sniper Elite V2 
um, Hitler shot in the balls because I played the Sniper Elite three i think whichever one was out on um playstation plus last year and i don't think hitler was in that one because it was in italy i believe i'm not sure i think i and i'm I'm only looking at a steam page here but from what it's saying i think hitler was in sniper elite 3 but it may have been dlc or something okay um that might not be true but in any case in sniper elite 2 the the question that i was asking was does hitler have one or two balls in oh, in Sniper Elite because of course Hitler has only got one ball the other is in the Albert, in the Albert Hall. Hall yeah let me go to the footage on this and watch this it was Sniper Elite 4 that was on plus last year uh, which okay. will explain it okay I'm going to watch the video now it's 1 minute and 56 seconds long Sniper Elite V2 Hitler shot in the balls kill cam let's just skip through it until he actually does a shoot in the in the knackers oh can I you going to show him Gonna show me in slow motion. Okay, it doesn't really go into the gratuitous detail I was hoping. Oh, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I th- I can tell you with certainty that Hitler has only got one ball. Really, in Sniper Elite Two. In Sniper Elite V Two, Hitler appears to only have one testicle. I'm now on the Sniper Elite wiki, the Adolf Hitler page. Yes. Uh, the trivia section. The first bullet point. Hitler is believed to have only had a single testicle. Shooting him in either Sniper Elite V2 or Sniper Elite 3 will reveal him to have two, although he'll only have one in Sniper Elite 4. Oh, oh, so he is in four. Okay, I'm confused because in this kill cam, there's only one, there's clearly only one testicle. Oh, so me. I'd, I mean, we'll, we'll have to go to the scientists on this. Scientists, please tweet us at uh, Team Triple Jump at that Peter Austin at confused underscore dude. Let us know. Because as much as uh, Luke Plunkett provides an invaluable service to us here at Triple Jump mm-hmm. doing the weird news, um, I I would like to just call him out when he says uh, meat and two veg, because it, it may well be meat and one veg. Meat and one in the veg. Case of yeah, 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 absolutely. We need uh, we need more information. That's really what I was hoping to get from this article about a plastic miniature for a board mm-hmm. game. And uh, we've, if, Yeah, if you cut it open, how many balls are inside? We've been, we've been let down. Uh, yeah, well, there you go. If you're interested in that, you can get a miniature Hitler getting shot in the balls thingy. Miniature? Yes. The Testy Kill Mini, that's what it's, it's called. That's what it's called. Celebrating yeah. one of the greatest hits in video game history. Very nice. <laughs> what, Hitler? Or is is that who they're referring I to? I don't or? know. Or if they're, or if it's a, it's a double entendre, maybe. They're mm. talking about not only Hitler, but also, you know, it, it's a hit, like an assassination. Yeah. I'm not entirely yeah. sure. Who knows? Let's move on, Peter, to Let's. another question. It's from Danielle Murray. Um, Danielle says, Hello, boys. Following on from last week's nostalgic episode, have your preferences for certain games changed as you've got older? Has what you want from video games changed as well? Uh, for example, my husband, yes, we're married, Good. used to be a stinky cod boy, but now, let me just move the Skype thing out of the way. Oh, read, God. Uh, the overlay. Uh, used to be a stinky cod boy, but now prefers playing games to have fun with his friends. And I used to love platform uh, platform games, whilst now I'm more drawn to more open world style games as I have aged. Uh, I would love to know your thoughts on this. Please keep up the good work. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you. I definitely used to play more FPS games when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Used to be a, a stinky f- f- boy. F- that's FPS pronounced phonetically. For pod's sake, right? That's what it yeah. stands for. Um, it's no secret that I'm a big uh, Halo fan. 
Um, used to play a bit of Call of Duty, but only at friends' houses. I've never owned a COD game. Um, but Oh, actually, no, I tell a lie. I had Call of Duty 2, which I really enjoyed. That's a great game. Ah, um, is that the big red one? Or is that different? Uh, no, well, that's... Uh, I think there's a spin-off called The Big Red. It's like Call of Duty 2, The Big Red one for PS2. <laughs> I always thought that was a very funny name. Yeah, but uh, on 360, there was just Call of Duty 2. I think it was on 360. Uh, it is, well, maybe, it is, because yeah. I've I've researched it for a video. <laughs> oh, there you go. It's real, yeah. and it's true. Um, really good game. It's quite different like compa- in comparison to where the series has gone now, and I don't just mean the time period, which because it was World War II, but like it's very, very different, but really good game. Mm-hmm. Um, and good good story, as they always are. Um, but uh, yeah, so Halo, COD 2, um, of course Time Splitters, which no longer is, is no longer with us. Uh, I even used to play stuff like Serious Sam and things like that. Black on PS2, mm-hmm. that was a really good FPS. Yeah. Um, but I've not really played any F- FPS apart from maybe if we've done stuff for work, you know, for, for videos. I've not played an FPS for years, as far as I can remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I've been playing Halo on, on stream, actually. But, uh, That's true. But certainly not on console. I've not played a console FPS for years, I don't think. Um, so, and also I think when I was younger, I used to play PC games a lot more just generally. Um, and, uh, I was quite into like management games or strategy games, like top down, you know, there's a, there's a whole city underneath you kind of those sorts of games, mm-hmm. um, you know, stronghold and theme hospital and, uh, that, that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, not not playing so much of that now. Again, apart from occasionally revi- revisiting things for streams and uh, and YouTube videos. Um, so I guess in place of that, I probably enjoy very narrative-heavy stuff a bit more now. And I'm not talking about action-adventure, you know, Uncharted, Last of Us kind of stuff. I've always enjoyed that, and I still do. But even, you know, I the, the games that me and you have played together on the joint Blazit streams, you know, the Dwayvid games... Mm-hmm. Um, I never thought I would enjoy those, um, and that's why I'd not played any of them. I've just sort of avoided it, thinking, mm, not not going to be one for me, I don't think. Um, and then uh, when we played the demo for Detroit Become Human, uh, wherever we were, uh, EGX, I think, yes. um, I I thought, man, this, yeah, I can see the I can see the appeal here. Um, and I'd I'd been watching a few um, walking sim games as well on YouTube, which of course are very narrative heavy and gameplay light. And uh, yeah, since playing those on uh, on stream, I definitely see the appeal now, and I I can enjoy that a lot more. I've not it's not made me play them in my own time yet, but that's partly because I don't play that much game, uh, that many video games outside of work anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, certainly I can appreciate them a lot more as I've aged. So uh, yeah, that's probably how things changed changed for me over the years. Nice. To be fair to you, in regards to FPSs, I think they're just far less prevalent than they used to be. Oh, if definitely, yeah. If you're not going for Call of Duty or Battlefield, um, you know, you aren't, you, you couldn't move for them 15 years ago. Mm, uh, and, yeah. Uh, and yeah, they're just, I think a lot of people are, are making, I mean, there, there are, as we've discussed before, there are far fewer double-A studios than there used to be. You, you sort yeah. of, you're either big triple-A or indie. And uh, there are certainly indie shooters out there, but I think indie developers are now able to take bigger risks because they're independent and they can make, you know, more interesting experiences than just Gunman. 
Well, I've also just realized I'm a massive liar on that count as well, which is pretty much a full house now of every claim I've just made <laughs> okay. because I played loads of Battlefront, didn't I? Which I've just remembered is an FPS. You did, yeah. but it's also a third-person action game when you're playing yeah. as a lightsaber yeah. person. So And you can play it all in third person, so it's well, not well, strictly an FPS. So it still counts, Techn- just um, about. Technically, actually. Um, yeah. Uh, but, uh, as, as for myself, I don't know that my tastes have honestly changed that much because i Mm. obviously i grew up with final fantasy 7 which was a grand rpg narrative experience and i've played you know games over the over the years certainly in my formative years i was a big fan of spyro 3 year of the dragon um but i haven't touched a platformer or a -a collectathon since really not at all on the ps2 didn't get into ratchet and clank or jack and daxter and i I enjoyed Mm. the reignited trilogy very much but you know i've I, I haven't really touched those since then, so I suppose actually I, that 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 is a change. Is that I don't yeah. I haven't played those games, those kinds of games since then. I also love Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Tony Hawk's is it Tony Hawk or Tony Hawk apostrophe S Pro Skater? Uh, I think it's Tony Hawk's. I, Pro I've Skater. always called it Tony Hawk's, but I'm not sure. Yeah, Pro Skater Two on on PS One. I loved that game. I was absolutely rubbish at it though, and so I never really played any of the, any of the other Tony Hawk's. To any of Tony Hawk's games since then. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed Underground a lot. Did you? Yeah. I know Underground was a, was a popular one. I got I bought Project Eight or mm. Proving Ground, whatever the hell it was called, on PS3. The one that had um, the Foo Fighters as one of the soundtrack. The, what if I say I'm not like the others? I can't remember what the, the actual name of that track is, but I remember that right. just like skating around a warehouse, listening to that, and thinking this is a really good song. God, I'm bad at this game, and uh, I've never touched them since. So, yes, certainly there were games that I played in my formative years that I have since fallen away from purely because either they're not really being made to a high standard anymore, or mm. I was I actually just played them because I had no idea what being good at or enjoying a game was at that point. You just right. sort of played it because you had it. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I, I, there was a really long period where I didn't have PlayStation Plus or or played multiplayer games at all over the last few years because I just didn't have enough money. I couldn't justify uh, having online. But I play online, mm. and but since I've come back into online in a big way in the past year and a half, I've, I play a lot of games online now, and I really like Warzone and and stuff like that. Um, I suppose. I have tried new genres, like we discussed last episode, uh, Resident Evil. You know, th- those those are new games that I would never have touched that I've since come to really enjoy. And Metal Gear Solid is the same as well. And uh, I've shied away from others. Like, again, sort of 12, 13 years ago, give me an Ubisoft open world and I'm blown away and love, and love it. Yeah. A decade later, I don't want them anymore. And so I, mm. you know, I've shied away from that sort of that that type of game anymore. I th- I think the biggest change though is that I am, I'm now more respectful of my of my own time than I was before. And I found that even if it's a huge game like Red Dead that's critically acclaimed and people love, if I'm not enjoying it, I'm far more likely to put it down now than I than I used to be. Um, right. I would have probably yeah. just forced my way through it and probably really enjoyed it. But at this point. Now, if I start up a big game and I'm and I'm not feeling it immediately, I tend to, I'm far more likely to put it down than I, than I was. Um, so I'd say that's the that's the biggest change in my game plan. Time is habits. money. Exactly. You're a busy man. Money is time. Pizza is power. Yeah. And power is pizza, and money is pizza, or something. 
Yeah? Yeah, yeah. it certainly is. Agreed. Yeah. Well. Oh, are you ready? Yeah. Hang on. Uh, nearly. I put it. You put Did my you mouse put it back, back under your mouse? Yeah, yeah. obviously that yeah. makes sense. It's uh, yeah. it's time. Yeah, it's time for, something, for, the, for something big. For the big. You okay? Do you just feel a bit silly with your mouse, Matt? Or what is for a big pause and while we work out who's going to say. Oh, I see. It, it's okay. Big, well, yeah. then at the, on three. One, mm. two, three. It's time for big the big discussion. Di- oh. oh, okay, on three. Do it. Just uh, okay. Big discussion. Three. Big discussion. Big discussion. Go. It's time. Big. Yeah. It's big discussion time, Peter. It is. Uh, sorry, I was just putting my mouse right. back down there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, this this week we get we get a big discussion from Ginny. Now, Ginny, I have uh, translated uh, what I believe her question to be because it's a little it's a little unclear. I'm not sure if you read through it. I have. Um, yes. I, I don't know if you agree with me that perhaps the the meaning of the question is a, is it, can, it it's a little lost in translation in there somewhere. So I'm going to read Ginny's question and then I'm going to read mm. what I I I assume it means. This obviously Ginny, don't, please don't take this personally. It's a really good question. I just yeah. uh, I just wanted to make it perfectly clear what it was that you were you were meaning. And I hope I got it right as well. Let me know if I got it wrong. Uh, Ginny asks, once again, I'm asking you boys in regard to my ongoing debate with my co-worker. Here is our most recent debate. If Microsoft has enough of the third party, then it could be enough for xCloud. Yes, I need my God of War and Tsushima and Horizon, but Red Dead is free on Game Pass right now. It is on par with the others. It's a serious question for people who aren't PlayStation diehards. Everything or everything plus Sony exclusives. So, great question. I think what she's saying is, Mm. would Game Pass slash xCloud containing almost every third-party game be of more value than playing on PS5 and getting access to their top-tier first-party titles as well? So, the debate is, get Xbox and all the huge third-party games are free on Game Pass slash xCloud and you can play them anywhere? Or Mm. would you rather buy all the third-party big games that you'd like but also play on PlayStation and get access to their first-party games as well? Which may be ultimately a more expensive More expensive, uh, but you might get a better experience and you'd, you'd potentially miss out on really good games if you're on Xbox for the sake of saving money. It's a good question. Mm. It's a good point. It is. Yeah. What do you make of it? I think uh I think it is a good question. It's a good point, a good idea. Um and I think it it's it adds something to the debate of, you know, do you go PlayStation or Xbox or or whatever else. But I I still think ultimately the debate remains what mean you always say when people ask us this on Twitter or on the on the podcast or whatever, which is that I still think it comes down to exclusives. I think that no matter how good the deal was uh, with, or maybe not no matter how good, if it was ridiculous, then yeah, maybe you'd start rethinking things. But uh, as as things stand, you know, um, an X, a Game Pass slash, slash xCloud thing containing every third-party game, mm. yeah, certainly sounds very valuable and, and intriguing. But if you really, really, really want to play Spider-Man, on PS5, or you really, really want to play, uh, you know, The Last of Us Part Two. Um, there's kind of no, there's no alternative. So you, so you have to go with PS5 in that respect. Um, and so I think the way the way it has to go is, no matter how the 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 deal might change with things like Game Pass and so on, ultimately, 
you still have to just think, well, are there any Sony exclusives that I'm really going to sort of not be able to live without, kind of? And if I can only have either PS5 or or Switch to Xbox, in our case, mm-hmm. um, then... <laughs> You have to you have to stay with PS5 if uh, if that's what you want out of it. Yeah. Um, as I say, it definitely adds a new thing to consider. Um, that you know, hypothetically, if if all the third party stuff was available on Game Pass, but um, yeah, if 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 you want that Spider Man or or whatever else, then uh, PS5 has has got you. It's got you good, I think, and uh, and fair enough. You know, that's that's the whole point of having these first and second party uh, studios. Um, yeah. you know, to to boost the the repertoire, the library. So, Absolutely, yeah, that's that's what I think. Games Pass or Game Pass or whatever it is, one of the two, uh, and mm. XCloud, they are they're going to be huge. And mm. if it reaches a point where almost every, if not all, Xbox games are on this service, uh, including third party games, every game that comes out, Microsoft work out some kind of deal where it's part of your Game Pass subscription then PlayStation is going to have to respond at some point. They're going to have to come up with something to answer that because there's that's just unbeatable value. Like, it's insane. And you're right. Mm. The exclusives, I will always go for the PlayStation exclusives and I, you know, I'm, I'm very familiar with the, the PlayStation ecosystem and I like playing games on the PlayStation platform, um, which is why I will continue to do that regardless of the the quality of, of, of value for money that Xbox might offer. But if the average person is told that they can get almost every game yeah. for a monthly price, then surely they're going to go for that. Um, mm. You know, it may reach a point where mums or dads, are, are their, their child wants an, a, a games console, so they, they get them the cheapest games console, and it looks it looks pretty likely that that's going to be the Xbox Series X anyway, from what the scuttlebutt is. And then mm. they learn that on top of that, again, Microsoft really needs to get their marketing and their messaging straight here to communicate this to the the lay people who aren't part of the, the plugged-in gaming-centric community like we are, as we've discussed ad nauseum. You know, we are, we are in a very small bubble here. We know what's going on, but the vast majority of people don't. And so if they can effectively market and communicate to people that they can get hundreds, if not thousands of games for free as part of this subscription service, then people, that's going to be huge. People are going to go for that purely for the, for, the, for the value alone. But then it's up to PlayStation to say, hey, well, you know what? You guys can go over there and get access to Assassin's Creed valhalla for however much a month if you if you want when that comes out or you can come over here and you can have spider-man you know you want spider-man yeah come and have spider-man so so playstation really need to i'm not at all worried about playstation producing first party exclusives that are lacking i think that will always sell playstations um what i am not even concerned isn't the right word but what i am concerned about on playstation's behalf from a business perspective is if xbox can offer unbeatable value in terms of giving people loads of games for very little money um but then it it becomes now with the with the news about halo infinite being delayed until next year or out of the launch lineup is it going to be about the long game for xbox at this point because day one game pass having halo infinite on it is it 
is a huge selling point for the Xbox Series X. And if even if it wasn't on Game Pass, having Halo Infinite in that launch lineup day day one is the big system seller. Yes, there's going to be some great games in there, I'm sure. You know, we've seen the game showcase so far, but none of them are, are anywhere near the caliber of Halo. And so while there are lots of day one Game Pass titles, is that going to be enough when PlayStation 5 has probably Demon Souls and probably Spider-Man Miles Morales among you know the third party games that yes may be included on Game Pass in the long run but surely won't be included immediately well and also the the stuff from the tail end of the PS4 you know that that will just carry over to PS5 yeah. so Last of Us Part 2 and so on and so that's forth that's true you know, you've got to imagine there'll be well. enhanced versions even though you can play surely. them surely you can get yeah. your enhanced versions too but uh, very quickly let's let's talk about Halo Infinite in that vein because yeah. I'd like to get your thoughts on this too uh, this mm. comes directly from studio head Chris Lee. The decision to shift our release is the result of multiple factors that have contributed to development challenges, including the ongoing COVID-related impacts affecting us all this year. I want to acknowledge that hard work from our team at 343 Industries, sorry, the hard work from our team at 343 Industries, who have remained committed to making a great game and finding solutions to development challenges. However, it is not sustainable for the well-being of our team or the overall success of the game to ship it this holiday. Now, obviously, Obviously, taking that at face value, Peter, you've got to look after your people and you've got to yes, make sure that they're happy and healthy. And, you know, obviously everyone wants to make the best game possible. However, do you think that this has to tie in some way to the to the somewhat negative reception and reaction to their showing at the, uh, the recent Xbox event? <clears throat> Without a doubt, I think for sure, you know, they've... So they're saying it's COVID-related impacts affecting development this year. And there might be some truth to that in the sense that they think that the 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 issues um, with the quality of the game from what we've seen so far may be as a result of, you know, impacts to the, to the workflow that they've had over the past six months. Um, but whether or not it really is because of COVID, ultimately, um, I think it's even been someone from from microsoft or 343 i can't remember who it was basically said publicly i think i think it might have been in a tweet um that yeah graphically it's not actually acceptable is it or kind of you know they they saw the the backlash to um everyone's new favorite monkey man um and uh I, i'm sure there was there was some statement from a a, a high up person saying yeah um it's not really yeah it's not okay actually okay sorry mm. um and that and 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 you know now we've got them saying we're going to push it back so yeah i mean to me it just sounds like they have decided we need to spend more time on it um and we can't do that without without either pushing our staff to breaking point which we're not going to do yeah. um or yeah or, or moving moving the uh the release date so to me that's what this is mm -hmm. um and whether whether covid specifically had had an effect uh remains to be seen it may just be that they kind of thought what they were doing was acceptable because the game's been in development that long it may just partly have been because it's been uh, a long time coming and uh you know we've seen from uh i know it's a it's a much worse case but you know something like duke nukem forever yeah. you know if you have a, a game in development for much longer than first anticipated or intended then that can obviously really hamper the overall quality of uh, release so they they put this product together, showed it off. 
a lot of online backlash and now they've thought oh man okay we've got to change this so whether it was covid or not i don't know mm. but yeah yeah I, I saw a great article on um push square about how the ball is very much in sony's court now to not drop it because assuming that assuming that both the consoles still come out at the end of the year assuming mm. that happens and god they are running out of road here to talk prices and release dates because people yeah. need to be prepared um Sony is currently standing there with a roster of very, very big announced PS5 exclusives. Some of them have been confirmed to come out next year. Some of them have been confirmed to come out the year after. Uh, But certainly Mm. there's at least a couple that you would imagine are ready to go at launch. And as long as they get the... the messaging, and it's all about the messaging and the marketing, it seems, but as long as you... as long as they get it right, and as long as they're able to shout about, hey, PlayStation 5, day one, play Spider-Man. You can do it. Yeah. Then Microsoft is going into it without their biggest game. And at that point, I wouldn't be... I mean, I wouldn't put it past them to push the consoles release to make mm. sure that Halo is ready because I don't. they need to get this generation started on the best foot possible. And they built up a lot of goodwill with Game Pass and its value. But if you don't have a tentpole game to launch with, then that's... That's not going to be good. It's really not going to be good. And tying that back into Ginny's question, I think certainly talking about the immediate value for money proposition between Game Pass and, you know, having to pay for your third-party games as well as getting PS5 exclusives, I would I would rather the latter. And I know we've already said that you and I would prefer PlayStation for its exclusives anyway, but if I, w- if I had it explained to me, hey, you can get all these games for free as part of your subscription or you can pay for the games that you want but you also get access to these you know you also you can also buy these amazing exclusive games as well i'd go for playstation uh, halo infinite might be enough to tip people towards xbox if if given that question but personally i would i would go for go for playstation if if there is no if there's going to be no halo I i don't know if it's worth just delaying the console as a result yeah you might be right because you know, you have to you have to hit the ground running as you say at, at launch. You really need some some big uh, some big stuff to push it. Um, I've I've just found uh, this is probably what I was thinking of. Um, this is apparently a write up from NME.com, okay. which uh, unexpected. But halfway down this article, three four three Industries also acknowledged that it's seen the breakdown, um, as in the the breakdown of what was revealed in the trailer, and uh, recognised it has a lot of work to do. Uh, we've heard the digital digital foundry assessments, the developer stated. In many ways, we're in agreement here. We do have a lot of work to do to address some of these areas and raise the level of fidelity and overall presentation for the final game. Mm-hmm. While some of the feedback was expected and speaks to areas already in progress, other aspects of feedback have brought new opportunities and considerations to light that the team is taking very seriously and working to assess. So uh, they know, yeah, they know they've got a lot of work to do on the fidelity of yes. the game. That's direct from 343, according to NME. God. Um, well, we, we will continue to watch the situation with interest as uh, mm. this continues to be one of the strangest next-generation console launches. Yeah, it is, isn't it, really? It's very... Un- it, it, these unprecedented times, Absolutely. as everyone says. Absolutely. Even if yeah. COVID hadn't messed anything up, this is still a very interesting no. approach uh, mm. to it all. So yeah. we will... We will keep an eye on it and see what happens. But as always, please do let us know what you think on Twitter, social media, 
in general or just in the comments section of various different places, Peter, isn't that... Yes, you can comment and chat uh, during and beneath all of our content on youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump where we post videos and do streams. Those streams are moderated by Lord Rotovich, Cecil Prumps, Madstadactyl and Trowling Badger doing excellent work. Thank you all. Uh, we've got social media, twitter.com and facebook.com forward slash team triple jump. Luke Eldon looking after Facebook for us. Thank you. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. There's all kinds of rewards over there if you want to support the channel. Uh, we've got a Discord, bit.ly forward slash team triple jump, modded by Jack and Joe. Also doing a great job. Podcast is available in uh, audio form if you're watching on YouTube right now at play.acast.com forward slash s forward slash triple jump. The website triple j dot mup that's triple j u dot mp. Uh, we've got got careers tab on there. Keep an eye on that and so on. Um, and all the live stream vods are available at triple j dot mup forward slash vods, which redirects to our vods channel triple jump vods. There Absolutely. You can follow Peter on Instagram and Twitter at that Peter Austin and myself just on Twitter at confused underscore dude. We do lists every Tuesday and Thursday, streams every Monday, Thursday and Friday, Thursday being the joint Blaze It streams on YouTube, the other two being on Twitch. Worst Games Ever is fortnightly Friday for patrons, Sunday for everyone else. It wasn't a Worst Games Ever week this week, but it will be next week, so go check it out. Mm-hmm. The podcast is every Saturday, and we do shows one every other week. Please leave a review on iTunes or your platform of choice. It helps something to do with algorithms. This week, or I say this week just gone, we mm. had the the mighty Cadicorous yes, on we what did. it means to me. So thank you very much to uh, Cadicorous for coming on. And Absolutely. talking about how did we manage that? I have no idea. Well, I mean, we, I think we can publicly thank Tom Campbell for hooking us up there. Sure, we wonderful should do, man yeah. <laughs> who always goes above and beyond for everyone he knows. Um, mm. He 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 put it, he slipped into the DMs, and as such, we were able to to open a line of communication there. And uh, yeah, just a big thank you to to Jim for coming on. Uh, it, it means a lot, and I think he did a, a very good job. It was a great episode. As he did. I really enjoyed just listening to it. So yeah. if you'd like to, uh, if you'd like to go watch that, that's available on the channel now. Released yesterday at the time of uh, the release of this podcast, so Friday. Uh, we'd also like to thank uh, the the organisers of Uplink, the retro expo we were a part of last weekend, and uh, a big thank you to any of you who came along and watched. Uh, we did a live episode of Worst Games Ever, and it was a lot of fun. And my goodness, what a terrible video game! Oh, it was. It was bad, wasn't it? And we just about managed to uh, to fill the slot without too much repetition, yes. I think, and backtracking. Um, yeah, difficult. And we finished the level, spoilers. We finished the level in an hour, we which did. was fine. We absolutely yeah. did. Um, for those who were asking, I think, at the time and just after and just before, um, whether we will be able to post a VOD of that, I believe in due course we will be doing that, right? We, co- we kind of wanted to... To give it a bit of grace, given that obviously some people, um, you know, kind of went out of their way to to turn up live, and uh, you know, it was Uplink's event. We wanted to let them have the have the content mm-hmm. as theirs for a, for a time. Yeah. Um, but I I think we will be eventually posting the vod, so you will all be able to catch up on Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Eventually, look for that next mm-hmm. month or, or thereabouts. But yeah. uh, yes, we do, we will hopefully have it in our hands very soon, and then we will. Uh, We'll make a decision about what to do with it but um yeah. yes huge thank you to uplink for having us and uh i'm i hope those of you who 
who who came along stuck around to see lots of the other talented panelists and mm. you know the first all first convention we've ever officially been a part of in terms of lineup um but it certainly you know it was it was very unique in that it was digital as well because of all the mm. craziness yeah. but uh, we have and I, I forgot to mention this to you actually peter but we have uh, been invited once things return to normal to actually be be part of it in person <laughs> at some point uh, so in, in actual in New actual York. actual New York. So I mean, wow. no promises about that happening because it, no. <laughs> you know, it's difficult to get to New York, and God knows when things are going to return to hashtag the new normal uh, or what that's going to look like. But certainly, we uh, we very much enjoy taking part, and we look forward to being mm. involved again. That's very nice that we've been reinvited. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, finally, Peter, talk to me mm-hmm. about the sponsor for this week. Oh, it ain't half art, is it? Yes. It ain't it ain't it, half yes, art. It is, yes, it isn't. No, it no it no it yes. is. What? I, lots of negatives there. You can get less hot by uh, hiring a big person uh, or colossus to come and stand and cast a big shadow, and um, you will be called off. And also, uh, we're doing fifty percent off right now, so it's a real cool offer. Um, so ring o eight hundred. Uh, one two three four five six seven eight nine ten to get in touch with Shadow of the Cool Office. Oh, love it or Cool Office. I love it. I can't wait. I'm gonna go and take them up on it now. It looks like it's about the skies are about to empty. It looks like outside. The, yeah, it looks um, like that. It's very humid. So we're gonna wrap up this recording. I'm gonna throw on my running clothes, quickly jog across the river, throw the Last of Us at Peter, and then go for a run before I get electrocuted by sky electricity. Oh, scary. Yeah, very. Okay, best very of luck, scary. friend. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. We'll be back again next week. Uh, stay safe and, uh, and, and just, you know, just, just, be, just be cool. Just How do, do you it. feel? You yeah. know, you can't say that one. That one's copyrighted. Oh, I was sorry. trying to think of I'm a new sign-off. Just, just be cool. Just be co- cool. Offers. Cool offers, right? Cool. Hey, yeah. cool offers. Hey, triplej.mod forward slash shop. Yes, for some cool, for cool, some offers. cool offers. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay, well, let's go then. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.